Hello, I'm Brian Foster. Today we're talking about Spiritism. And today, Sunday, April 3rd, 2022, we're going to review two sections in the Spiritist Review from 1859, Selected Thoughts About Spiritism by Alan Kardec and Hurdles for Mediums. Before I begin, let us have a short prayer. Dear Christ, let all of us who are on earth at this moment, in the midst of wars and sickness and chaos and control all around us, please help us open our hearts and our eyes and ears so we can see what the power structures on earth are actually doing to us. Help us discern what is really important. Help us look to you, O Christ, our Lord, for guidance and spiritual guidance and spiritual love and fraternity and charity and honesty. Amen. So today is um, interesting. So it's selected thoughts about spiritism by Alan Kardec. But before I begin, if you are interested in about spiritism, I suggest you download my free PDF, Spiritism 101, The Third Revelation. You can get that from nwspiritism.com. And that is in PDF version. Of course, on the right-hand side navigation, there's all my other books. And there's also Spiritism 101, which you can get in Kindle, paperback, or in Audible format. So let's begin. So today we're talking about Alan Kardec's uh, and selected thoughts. This is what Alan Kardec wrote, spirit aphorisms and select thoughts. From time to time, we will offer select thoughts under the title above, which in a few words will summarize certain essential principles of spiritism. Again, remember, this is Alan Kardec, the codifier of spiritism, the, the person who wrote the 1,019 questions asking mediums in different geographical locations the same questions and in not taking the answers unless they're the same or similar from different mediums who did not know about each other. And the spirits that talked to the mediums were all organized by the spirit of truth as promised by Jesus Christ in the New Testament. So let's say what he, his summary of essential, third, essential principles of spiritisms are. One, those who believe to be capable of avoiding the action of the bad spirits by the abstention of the spiritist communications are like children who believe to be capable of avoiding danger by blindfolding themselves. It would be the same as affirming that it is preferable not to know how to read and write in order to not be exposed of the reading of bad books or to the writing of stupid things. Now, this is, I think, very pertinent to a lot of the pushback that spiritism have had from organized religions. So organized religions, especially the Catholic and the Christian religions, the evangelical religions, say over and over again that if you talk to spirits, you talk to demons. Now, first of all, many angels and prophets in the Bible talk to people, and there are many wonderful Christian prophets today, Kat Kerr um, and others, uh, Hank Kuhneman, just to name two, who have visions and who get communications from from spirits. Now, they don't talk to demons. They believe they're talking to God or Jesus Christ, but that they're talking to someone, no matter who they are, they're talking to something on the other side. 
And all spiritism does is it presents to you the fact that there is communication from the other side going on. And that what it does is it gives you the capability and the knowledge to discern if those are inferior spirits or superior spirits. And that is really what is happening is that, yes, they have a good point. The Catholics in the, in the evangelical religions have a good point of be careful talking to spirits. I absolutely agree. But you need, but you, talking to spirits is going to be a fact of life. More and more people are going to be mediums. The spirit world has decided to take mediumship out of the hands of organized religions and put it amongst the people. So the words do come out. And as they came out in Spiritism, as codified by Alan Kardec in the 1850s. Therefore, you really can't avoid it. Because to understand the world that we live in, we must understand that we're all inspirational mediums, as Alan Kardec said in, in the book of Mediums. What I mean by inspirational mediums, I mean that we have spirits talking to us. And we subconsciously hear. And it, what we think is an, our idea could be, as it's said many times, not really our idea, but an idea from a spirit. Now, we have ideas coming at us from spirits who wish us the best, wish us to be good and kind and charitable. And we have ideas from spirits who want us to be mean and envious and hatred and money grabbing. Now, so... We all talk to spirits. We just don't know we're talking that talking to spirits, and we don't know we're being affected by spirits. It's like groups of kindergartners in first grade. They may be all just fine, and then one little troublemaker comes in and starts doing something bad. Then they all copy them. It's just kind of human nature. So spiritism is here to tell us how we guard against it, and that is filter everything through our conscience, our set of divine laws given to us by God. Everyone has it. Not everyone follows it, as we can see by people who are criminal and psychopaths. They will learn eventually. They have a conscience. They really do, but they, they have very effectively put up a defense against it. It will not last. Okay, let me carry on. The one that receives bad spiritual communications, verbal or written, is under a bad influence. Such an influence is exerted on the person, irrespective if the person is writing or not. The written text offers the means of proclaiming the nature of the spirits that act upon them. If the person is fascinated enough to the point of not understanding the communications, others can open their eyes. Again, and this is, I come back to this theme over and over again. The difference between spiritism and spiritualism, which spiritualism does believe in the spirit world, God bless them, is they, they don't really discern the levels of the spirits. And that's what's so important. And I don't blame anyone because if someone is a medium and they talk to a spirit, the natural idea is, to go, oh, I'm talking to a spirit. I'm talking to someone on the other side. They must know so much more than I do. And yet, spiritism tells us that's not the case. You are who you were when you pass over from the physical to the spiritual world. You don't become this great genius in this point of light. You are still somewhat ignorant. Now, the higher spirit, the more mature the spirit is, the more knowledge and wisdom you gather. So that's why it's important to read the Book of Medium so you can discern the level of the spirits that's talking to you.
Okay, a third point. Does someone have to be a medium in order to write in absurd? Who can tell that among all the ridiculous or bad things that have been written already, there aren't some which unsuspected writer, led, led by some malevolent or gesture spirit, represented the role of an obsessed medium through his writings? And yes, there are many writings. In fact, I see many writings from people who think they're talking spirits that have gems of truth in them, but aren't true. The Urantia book is a great example. Many people love the Urantia book, and I've read it, and it's very interesting. But there's many off things about that, their idea of the universe and God and all these things. It, no, it's not what higher spirits tell us who, who are on the management team of Jesus Christ. Not, not to say it's not entertaining and there's not some truth there. That spirit who, who influenced the writing of the Urantia book did their best. Okay, next. The good but ignorant spirits confess their insufficiency regarding something that they don't know. The bad ones pretend to know everything. Now, isn't that just like life? There's always people who say, I know everything. Of course, they know nothing. And as one gets older, like me, the older you get, the more you know less and less. And that's another way of, of thinking about our modern society's attitude towards spirits and spiritism. We are told by modern society that we are alone on earth and that we might as well dedicate ourselves to personal pleasure and our desires because there's nothing else out there. Everything has not perfectly been able to prove in a court of law is meaningless. Well, I understand. I understand that point of view. And, you know, we would all like to have co complete proof of everything about Jesus and God and the spirit world. But there's two things. One, everyone individually will be given hints and signals, just like I talked about in my book, The Seven Tenets of Spiritism, how I was given hints and signals for me to know that there was something superior to this physical planet, to my own little selfish short life. There's something much more beyond that. That's the first thing. So many people know that, no, society's wrong. There's something else out there. I don't, many people may not know what it is, but there's something else out there. Next is why can't God just come back, just come down and tell us all? Well, spirits tell us there's a very good reason for this. And that is because our job is to figure it out. Is a teacher going to tell you all the answers to the test? No, you're not going to tell you the answer to the test. You have to, you're going to have to do some work on your own. We're going to have to do some work on our own. We are going to have to look at God and find God and Jesus in more and more things and understand that we do have a set of divine laws. There is a divine set of morality. There is no such thing as relative morality. That is a vehicle to take us all off the right path. They want us on the wrong path. Now, for instance, let's say tomorrow Jesus comes down and say, I am Jesus, and look at my power. I can walk on water. I can cure the sick. I can send you back to the spirit world anytime I want to. And there's such thing as karma and reincarnation. And if you do something bad, it all comes back to you. And let's say Jesus demonstrates everything he says. 
what would happen if you honestly ask yourself in three months to six months time first people would say well that was a mass psychosis because they didn't really believe it in the bottom of their heart they will come up with rationalizations to think that that was just not true and that oh or it does not pertain to them only the people who really believe there's all sorts of rationalizations people can make just like you see rationalizations on government and corporations when they're just doing something so stupid you cannot believe it and yes they and yet they do it because the group the group enforces is going for it and everyone just goes along you see it all the time anyone who's been any part of an organization knows how easy it is for stupid ideas to gain currency and to keep going and how hard it is to stop it that's what's happening to our culture right now this whole woke culture this cancel cancel everything that doesn't that doesn't allow everything it doesn't corrupt everything is going on in full force now people are fighting back but it is a uh, a um heavy hill to climb now uh this is they won't be satisfied or just move the goalposts exactly now i want to get off subject for a second and so mr mega x actually wrote me uh, a couple of meetings ago i think it was last week i can't remember last week sometime when he was saying that putin could be the reincarnation of jesus of uh, uh julius caesar and i said yes at many things and it doesn't really make a difference who's reincarnating as what but i was thinking about it and so i want to kind of go off on this tangent for a minute so some spiritists and i don't know this for a fact say that alexander reincarnated in julius caesar who reincarnated into napoleon so napoleon's job and if you read about napoleon's job in the book on the way to the light napoleon's job was to reorganize france after the chaos of the french revolution now the spirit world said oh looks like he went beyond that as soon as napoleon attacked egypt they go okay he's going be <laughs> he's going beyond his task right that's not working because he's such a, a, a genius. In fact, I was reading one part where uh, this, uh, I think it was the English or some uh, intelligence agency was following him and they called him the torrent. And they called him the torrent because it was a torrent of, he was always working. And they, they re, the guy who was spying on him recorded what he did in Malta. He's like on Malta for one or two days. He reorganized the constitution of Malta. He redid the laws of Malta. He was just like always there reorganizing in fact you know he left in the Napoleonic code code which many nations follow today he did do a good job of um reorganizing france he just went beyond his task just like probably julius caesar did and alexander did they you know the spirit world doesn't want people conquering things but the interesting thing is that i just wanted to to point this out and let anyone decide what they want to because i don't know this for sure at all this is just kind of fun speculation is that putin came after the complete disorganization of russia in fact there was a spirit called shonar who was talked about by the reverend g Valwan, whose job was to 
go into nations that have been completely devastated. In fact, Shinar went into Russia many times, like after the Mongol invasion and other things, and to try to start to bring them out of chaos. He wasn't the main force. So as an example, Shinar was sent into France to pave the way for them to enable Napoleon to come to really reorganize that society at the French Revolution. I believe, and I don't have knowledge of this, that Shonar was probably a member of the directorate or someone like that who appointed Napoleon to one of the positions of power so then he could shine. So I just wanted to point that out. So, Mr. Megamat X, I just want to tell you, I was thinking about your comment. And um, so one never knows. I mean, it just shows you the interconnectivity and what could be out there. Now, the other interesting point this brings up, and I know I'm really way off on the tangent of what we're talking to, but it's all about the machinations of the spirit world. Is when you see the same people who are being used again and again in positions of power. So what, what many very knowledgeable spirits say is that Chico Xavier, the great Brazilian medium, was Alan Kardec, and before that, he was John the Baptist, and before that, he was Pluto, right? Pl I'm not Pluto, Plato. Plato, the one who wrote down what Socrates said. I was thinking about the planet Pluto. Now, again, and before that, he's been a very high religious person in Babylon, a religious priest, and a um, pharaoh in Egypt, is from what I have read. And many people, uh, spiritists, believe this. So the first thought in my mind comes is, what, is there a dearth of talent that other people can't step into these shoes and get something done? So I think that should really show us how hard it is to become a spirit that can be sent on a mission and get the job done. Because there was a spot, and I think it was The Messengers, it was Henri Luis's second book, or maybe it had been the third book. And he was he was talking to uh, high you know spirits, and they're saying, look, the vast majority of people sent on task on earth, and these could be minor tasks, maybe start a spiritual senator or start a charity or help an organization grow, whatever. The vast majority fail. In fact, um, Geraldo Lima's Neto asked Chico Xavier about Alan Kardec. He goes, well, what would have happened if Alan Kardec failed? And Chico said, oh, they had 50 other people like Alan Kardec waiting to help. They always have backup plans because they know, this shows you how smart they are, they know the chances of failure. Why, why do you think Paul became the apostle even after Jesus died? Because, in this is, it was in the book on the way to the light. Because the spirit world knew that his current set of apostles, without Paul, were very much into the stratification of the Jewish culture and the priestly class, and that they would eventually mimic that and only work on the revelations of Christ among themselves. That they would create a a uh, competing power structures to the Pharisees. That's not what Christ wanted. Christ wanted to reach everyone. Therefore, they got Paul. No, nope. and they, that's where they call him, you know, the apostle to the Gentiles. No, we everyone. We're not just talking this area. We want everyone to hear the teaching 
So again, this shows you how the spirit world works. So these are these are little things that when you get into spiritism, they become fascinating. Is is how how this school of earth, how our little campus here, little backwater of the universe after trillions and trillions of of planets, how even we are important and and shepherded along so we can become better spirits and someday to become a uh, actually productive spirit in the spirit society. So, okay, so let me uh, carry on with Alan Kardec said. Um, the advanced spirits demonstrate their superiority by their words and by the constant sublimity of their thoughts, but they're not boastful. Be suspicious of those who emphatically say they're at the highest level of perfection and among the elected ones. Swaggering is always a sign of mediocrity among the spirits as it is among us. us. And I cannot agree more. I have been in mediums meetings and I can tell you if you are in talking to a spirit or in a mediums meeting and a spirit is saying all these self-aggrandizing uh, statements or on the, on the other hand, they're, they're talking about you like, oh, you are so wonderful. You've done so much, so many great things and just flattery after flattery. Either one of those things, just, uh-oh, there's something wrong here. High spirits are going to tell you the truth. High spirits are going to come in and say, ah, I think you need to improve on this. I've heard this. They say, okay, you're doing an okay job. This is a group of mediums, so they, and this group of mediums meet every week. They work during the week. They meet at night. They go like from seven to ten or eleven o'clock at night. I mean, these these people are doing things that no one else does. And the and the the spirit says, "Okay, you're doing okay, but you need to study more. You need to work harder." Another guy here talking at a spirit. He was a medium, and he was on a business trip. He was at a restaurant drinking a glass of wine. He said, oh, it's so nice to finally relax, not do anything. And then a spirit said, oh, no, sorry. You are always on call. And he says, okay. He just laughed. I mean, that's the way it is, you know. You're working. The spirit world is not the Elysian fields, right? They're not where you're going to sit down in your comfy chair and drink cocktails with little umbrellas in them. Now you're going to go there to work. Now it'll be fun work. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to be with the greatest people ever. But it's not a place of leisure. You can make it that. You have free will to do nothing. But that won't last long because then you'll you'll never uh, rise up. Because you'll so you'll want to do you'll want to do things. One more story on that. Chico Xavier was told he was, they wanted him to write books, right? And it may be to write books, he meant psychograph books and spirits. He goes, yeah, we want you to do at least 50. He ended up doing 450, by the way. So, okay, he got to 50. Okay, what do you want me to do next? No, get to 100. And then he got to 100. He goes, no, I actually want you for uh, to do 200. And he says, and he, and he goes, another 100? He goes, yes. He goes, and then his spirit mentor, Manuel, who is now incarnated, he's around 20 years old now, maybe actually 21, 22, 
said, now you don't have to do this. You have free will. You don't have to write more books. And Chico said, okay, so what happens if I say no? Oh, well, then I'm allowed to bring you back to the spirit world immediately, meaning that, you know, his heart would stop or something and he's out. And Chico laughed. He goes, no, 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 I'll keep writing books. Because, you know, he, he just wanted to, you know, see what, what uh, Emmanuel would say. That's the way it is. And, you, you know, and of course, many spirits, what I've read, and I've been in mediums meetings, they rebel against this. Because it's, it's full of love, but they're also no nonsense. And you can tell that, that they try and do the best they can, but it is, you know, and they have fun and they have good conversations and all that. But it's like, you have a job to do. And if you sign up for that job, you know, come on, you got to do it. And so just know that. And so if you hear a, a spirit through a medium and they say like how great they are, how great you are, are they repeat this? I went to one means me and it wasn't really well controlled of who could come in. And the spirit kept saying the same thing over and over again. And my wife and I, I looked at each other and we go, nah, this, this is, you know, this is not the real thing. So anyway, just a little bit of, of conversation. Okay, let's go to the next. Okay, so this, uh, oh, this is not what I want. The next page, sorry. Hurdles to mediums. This is from the February 1859 edition. So you can see, as I pass by this real quick is that um, the Spiritist Review has a lot of unimportant things and some of them are very out of date and not of use what we would like so really when I go through the Spiritist Reviews I try to take what I think is topical and interesting to people who are interested in Spiritism okay let's begin hurdles to mediums the mediumistic faculty is diverse it presents infinite nuances and mechanisms and effects. Anyone who is capable on receiving or transmitting the communications of the spirits is thus a medium. Whatever the employed means or the degree of development of the faculty from the simple occult influence of the most remarkable phenomena. However, in the common use, the word has a more restrictive meaning and it is generally applied to persons endowed by a very important mediumistic power both to produce physical effects and to transmit the thoughts of the spirits through writings or the spoken word. Although this faculty is not an exclusive privilege, it is certain that it finds refractory minds, at least regarding the meaning given to that faculty. It is also certain that it is not exempt of hurdles to those endowed by such a faculty. It can be altered and even lost and frequently be a source of grave, grave delusions about this point. We judge useful to call the attention of all those who deal with the spiritist communications, be it directly or through third parties. We say through third parties because it's important to those that are served by mediums to be able to appreciate the worth and trust that their communications deserve. So let me, can I, I'd like to expand on that a little bit. First, being a medium is extremely difficult. And in fact, the Reverend G. Owen, who wrote the, the Other Side of the Veil and gave us this very interesting communication from mediums, did not trust his own mediumistic ability. I think it took him like 10 years. He was a, a Church of England reverend, 
And he said, look, you know, people think, you know, we're reverends and we'd just be fooled by any spirit. But no, we were very careful. And so he did not really trust what he was hearing. It took him a long time. And really, for what the spirits say, was, um, uh, spirits say to, to the mediums is one of the biggest hurdles is mediums have a, um, which I think quite rightly so, is they, 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 think that a lot of what they hear is what they wanted to hear in their minds. And I totally can understand it. I'm not a medium, but I can totally understand this reluctance to say, oh, this is some spirit saying, and because they're humble and, and they think, well, maybe I'm just thinking all this, right? So it's tough. And it's, you know, and, and then people can't have a source of grave delusions right and it's very hard and it takes a lot of faith and concentration and and kind of uh your own self-discipline and knowing your self-worth it's it's a it's a hard road to to stay on so especially don't be too means mean to mediums because they have a hard time and people think mediums should know everything when spirits tell them oh yeah how come this didn't happen on february 1st like you said it would well because first of all, spirits don't talk in dates. They talk in signs and and signals. Because having a, a, a the communicating and taking a date from the spirit world to the physical world on Earth is extremely in inexactness. And I've actually written an article. I think I've done a video on on the hard part of of relating dates in the spirit world to the Earth time. There's no time on in the spirit world. Now, there's, there's events. Those you say, okay, yeah, after this happens. So you see a lot of mediums say, yeah, we'll say, well, yeah, after, like, there's going to be a volcano in this area. And after that volcano, something's going to happen. You'll see things like that, which makes sense when you understand the other side in relationship to this physical side. Okay, I'll go on. In order to notice the state of affairs and understand what we are going to say, it is necessary to refer to the fundamental principle that there are all degrees of benevolence as well as wickedness of knowledge and ignorance among spirits, that they politate around us, and when we think that we are alone, we are incessantly surrounded and nudged by those beings, some with indifference like strangers, others that observe us more or less benevolent intentions according to their nature. The proverb, each sheep seeks its flock, has an application among the spirits as well as with us, and possibly even more with them, since they are not under the influence of social prejudices. If such a precept, however, sometimes confuses individuals of very diverse tastes and cultures, such a confusion is only material and transient. The similarity or the divergence of thought will always be the cause of attraction or repulses. Again, this is, by the law of affinity, like uh, you know, aligns with like. And therefore, if a medium has read and studied about spiritism, have tried to live what they've read and tried to purify their thoughts and, and be dedicated to this, they will attract higher spirits that will give them superior messages. If there's someone that has this crystal ball and charges a couple hundred dollars, whatever it is, to tell you if you're going to find that significant other, they are going to talk to relatively inferior spirits once a medium charges for what they are doing they're not going to have the input of higher spirits 
just understand that. Understand what you what you're getting. Understand what the level of information you're getting by the type of medium that you are trying to get it from. Okay. Our soul, which is in the end, is nothing more than an incarnate spirit, is still a spirit. Although momentarily dressed by a material envelope, its relationship to the incorporeal world, although not as easy as when in such a state of freedom, are not absolutely broken because of that. Thought is the bond between the spirits and us, and through our thoughts we attract those who sympathize with our ideas and inclinations. <clears throat> let, excuse me, let us then represent the mass of spirits that surround us like the crowds that we find in this world. Let me get a drink real quick. <clears throat> Everywhere we intend to go, we find people attracted by the same tastes and desires. In the meetings of serious objectives, we find serious persons. In those of frivolous objectives, we find frivolous persons. Spirits attracted by the prevailing thought are found everywhere. If we observe the moral state of humanity in general, we will understand without difficulty that in such an occult crowd, the elevated spirit should not constitute the majority. This is one of the consequences of the state of inferiority of our planet, because we are a planet of atonement. We're not a planet of regeneration yet. We're just beginning that. So right now there are more inferior spirits than superior spirits on and around this planet. I'll carry on. The spirits that surround us are not passive. They form an essentially uneasy population, which intentionally thinks and acts, influencing us irrespectively, exciting and discouraging us, pushing us to the good or to the evil, a fact which does not subtract our free will more than the good or bad advices that we receive from our fellow human beings. We all know that. However, when the imperfect spirits incite someone to do something bad, they know very well who they are talking to and why they and they will not waste their time when they realize that they are not welcome. And again, this is a perfect illustration of if you build up and you start listening to your conscience and you refuse to do that which is hurtful or harmful to others or to your own spiritual level, inferior spirits will say, I'm not going to bother with this person. They'll just leave you alone. I'll carry on. They excite us according to their own inclinations or according to the, the germs that they see in us as to our disposition to listen to them. That is why a person who is firm in the principles of good doesn't give them the opportunity. That's what I just said. Their considerations naturally lead us to the problem of mediums. As with all beings, they are submitted to the occult influence of the good or bad spirits. They attract or repel them according to the sympathies of their own souls. And bad spirits take advantage of all faults as from a missing protection, in order to impose themselves irrespective of the medium, meddling with every act of the medium's private life. Moreover, once such spirits find in the medium the means of intelligently expressing their thoughts and attesting their presence, they also meddle with the communications provoking them because they expect to have a greater influence by doing so than becoming the masters of the medium. They act as if they were at home, sending away the other spirits who could create any difficulty to them according to the need. They adopt the names and even use the language of those with the objective of deceiving. So let me give you an example. There's this one medium, a wonderful medium, very useful medium's medium. She had a husband who she's very jealous of. And so when she went asleep, these two lower spirits would fill her mind of everything bad her husband was doing. It's, oh, your husband flirted with this person, or your husband did this. 
and it got to be it just distracted her and this is what they were trying to do they were trying to distract her from doing her job of being a medium and and so finally she has asked some higher spirits can you help me you know they keep telling my husband's horrible as well you know it, you know we're all here to help each other and so then these then the next night this lady with these two bad spirits talking to her and said look we know where your husband is. he's 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 uh flirting with this another woman in a bar because he said he's gonna be home late that night don't wake up so she went to the bar in spirit form and looked at him and goes oh he's, he's a traitor to me and so then the high spirit met her and said no look yes he's not perfect but part of your task here on earth is to help him try to be understanding and help him get on the good path just he is doing something wrong absolutely but we are on earth and we are we are married not because that other person should always be perfect but our job is to is to help them fulfill their potential for, to becoming better and our job is to learn from them to fulfill our potential to becoming better so if you expect marriage or any type of relationship just to be a bed of roses all the time that's not why you're on earth you're not on an advanced planet where people don't do this no you're on earth except where you are and learn from it okay let me carry on however they cannot represent a role for for long in contact with a more experienced and forewarned observer, such spirits are soon unmasked, a medium who understands what, who they're talking to. If the medium allows to be dominated by such an influence, the good spirits stay away from him or absolutely do not attend when evoked or even come with certain anticipy, since they see that the spirit is identified with the medium and that, so to speak, is settled in can alter their instructions. If we have chosen an interpreter, a secretary, any mandatory, it is obvious that we would choose not only a capable one, but one who is even worthy of our affection, that we would not entrust a delicate mission as well as our interest to someone that is insane or that is an habitué of a suspicious society. The same happens to the spirits. The superior spirits would not choose a medium familiarized with frivolous spirits to transmit serious instructions unless there is a need for that or that there aren't other mediums available at the time of communication or even when they want to teach the medium a lesson, which sometimes does happen. But in such cases, they only accidentally use the medium, abandoning him when convenient, leaving him to his own sympathies in case he insists on keeping them. The perfect medium then would be the one who would not grant any access to the bad spirits out of negligence. However, such a condition is very difficult to fulfill. If absolute perfection is not an attribute of the human being, it is always possible to assess them by their actions and the spirits. More than anything, take their efforts, their willpower and perseverance into account. Therefore, don't expect perfection, but we all have to try for it. We all have to attempt to do as well as we can. And yes, there are mediums that are fooled. In fact, I even know of a spiritist center that where the head of the spiritist center really is not talking to a superior medium. Uh, that's why my wife and I, we stopped going because we could see there was there were funny little things that they were controlling. Like they, they said, well, don't move that chair. The chair has to stay there. Like no high spirit would say that. Or don't cut any, they're two trivial examples, but it's in the trivial examples that you find a lot of the truth. Don't cut any plants out in the garden. 
Only the gardener can do that. No. What spirit's going to say that? What high spirit's going to say that? No. It's a spirit that wants to control. Therefore, we knew, okay, interesting. We didn't know before that a spirit descender could be taken over by inferior spirits, but now we do know. It's just like a church, a temple, or any other form of worship can be infiltrated and taken over by inferior spirits. They can very subtly go in there, change the reverend, the priest, whatever that person is, and start slowly turning that person into onto the wrong road. So if you go into a place of worship and you're seeing like, well, oh, this doesn't add up, start looking at everything that's what people are saying, how people are. Do they control you a lot? Do they try to threaten you with punishment if you do something not that they want to do? All that are attributes of a, of a lower place as opposed to a higher place of spiritual harmony. Okay, let me carry on. Uh, I'm going to left. Okay, thus, the perfect medium would not have but perfect communications in terms of truthfulness and morality. Since perfection is impossible, the best medium would be the one who would give the best communications. It is by their works that they can be judged. The constantly good and elevated communications in which not a trace of inferiority could be detected would undoubtedly be a proof of the moral superiority of the medium because they would attest happy sympathies due to the simple fact that the medium is not perfect frivolous imposter and liar spirits may meddle with their communications altering their purity and leading the medium to stumble as well as those who seek their help this is the highest hurdle of spiritism whose seriousness we don't disguise can it be avoided we say out loud and clear yes we can avoid it the means is not hard, only requiring good judgment. The good intentions and morality of the medium are not always sufficient to prevent the prying of frivolous lying and pseudo-wise spirits into communications. Besides the spirit of the medium's own fault, the medium can also provide entry to those spirits through other causes from which the most important is the weakness of character and an excessive confidence in the invariable superiority of the communication, communicating spirits. Such blind confidence resides in a cause that we will explain below. If we don't want to become victims of those frivolous spirits, it is necessary, necessary to assess them. In order to do this, we have an infallible criterion, common sense and good and reason. Again, this is where we said this is so important. This is where people who are really in, in, involved in, in spirituality as opposed to spiritual, spirits, uh, spiritism, sorry, that they, that they, uh, evaluate who they're talking to i know this one medium that another medium asked them to come along and help us communicate with the spirit and she said well do you know who you're talking to you know what level that person on and then the medium got really angry and defensive which is a a red flag right there if they're angry and defensive saying oh you can't question my spirit i talked to well no you should and you can that means they're too in love was thinking that they, you know, they're just so feeling so good to be talked to by a spirit that it, it doesn't work that way. So let me go on. We know the qualities of the language characterizing the really good and superior individuals among us are the same as with the spirits. 
We must assess them based on their language. It would never be too much to repeat what characterizes the language of the elevated spirits. It is permanently dignified, noble, without swagger or contradiction, exempt from trivialities, trivialities, and marked by an accent of unaltered benevolence. The good spirits advise. They don't command. They don't impose. They remain silent about things that they ignore. And this is the other thing that's so important. You'll have people talk to spirits. And they'll say, oh, I you know, talk to this person, talk to that. And yet you'll see, and, and you'll see them thinking, well, no, that's not really what spiritism says. Like there's some wonderful prophets that say, oh, no, there's no such thing as reincarnation. And, and yet when I look at their communication with the spirit world, I said, yeah, no, they're having communication with the spirit world. There are, there are truths they're getting. But what we expect here on earth is that if we talk to someone and that someone is very knowledgeable and we say something that is patently false, we would expect that knowledgeable person to say, uh, forgive me, but no, that's false, and this is why it's false. That's not the way they work in the spirit world. If you, this is like Edgar Casey, that very famous American uh, medium uh, back in the early 20th century. He was a good Catholic. He, he did not believe in reincarnation. The spirits never said, Edgar, you're wrong. No, what they did is they let him channel different, you know, past lives of people, uh, you know, different, you know, different things. And as he channeled, then he knew about past lives of people, I should say, and finally said, oh, yeah, there's reincarnation. They let you figure it out. It's like a good teacher. It's not going to say, no, no, that's the wrong answer. This is the right answer. That right answer may be fleetingly remembered, but it would not be put into uh, the foundation of your character. And it's the same way with us. They're not going to tell us things that we are ignorant about. They'll guide us to learn about them. They may some, say some things. Say, oh, you might want to think about this. So it's not a complete rule, but I'm just saying, for a lot of things that people just only believe one way, they'll let them believe that until they they get enough information to change their own minds. Okay, we carry on. The frivolous spirits show the same level of confidence about things they know and things that they ignore. They respond to everything without any concern for the truth. In a supposedly serious message, we've seen them placing Caesar in the same period as Alexander with an untouched audacity. Others affirm that it is not earth that turns around the sun. In short, every gross or simply inconvenient expression, every indication of pride and presumption, every maxim contrary to the sound moral, every scientific heresy is to the spirits an incontestable sign of their evil nature, of ignorance or at least frivolity, similarly to what happens with human beings. Hence, it is necessary to weigh in at everything they say, pushing it through the window of logic and common sense. This is a recommendation incessantly made by the good spirits. They say, God has purposely given you reason. Use it so you know what you are doing. How many times have we said that to our children? Can you think? I'll carry on. The bad spirits fear examination, they say. Accept our words and do not judge them. If they were consciously telling the truth, they would fear, they would show no fear of light. And what do we, if you hear that back, that's my cat. And what do we see in our current culture? You cannot go against what we say. If you do, we're going to cancel you. We're going to punish you. Boy, when you hear that, the light should come off and say, okay, they're defensive because they don't know what they're talking about. They can't defend their own, their own ideas. 
and that is uh should be a red flag if someone is saying you either have to agree with us or we're going to destroy you that's when you know you're on the right road because it, they are ignorant and little now my cat is on because he's the type of cat if there's a closed door he will cry until he gets on the other side of the door. Then when he's on the other side of the door and it was locked, he'll cry and gets back on the other side. Usually he stays here, sleeps, and doesn't bother, but he's hearing noises outside. So that's what you're hearing. I'll carry on. The habit of scrutinizing the simplest messages from the spirits, of assessing their worth from the point of view of the content and not the grammatical form to which they give little importance, does naturally keep away the spirits of ill intent and would not uselessly come to waste their time, since we reject everything that is bad or they are, may have a suspicious origin. However, when we blindly accept everything they say, we kneel before their pretense wisdom. They do what human beings would do, abuse us. So if you're being abused by a spirit in any way, that is not a superior spirit. That is an inferior spirit. If the medium is his own master and not dominated by a senseless enthusiasm, he will then be able to do what we advise. It frequently happens, however, that the spirit subjugates the medium to the point of fascination, leading the medium to consider the most ridiculous things. So I, I hope I'll leave that with you and urge you to read more about spirits. Read Alan Kardec's The Book of Mediums. You can just type in Alan Kardec space PDF. You'll find all of his five major books in PDF. Of course, you can buy them. You can go to my, uh, my blog site, nwspiritism.com, and it will take click on the picture of Alan Kardec, and it'll take you to the FEB uh, bookstore and you can find books by uh, Alan Kardec and actually I think they're less expensive than if you get them on Amazon but if you want to Amazon or your bookstore you can get them there too now if you want to know more about the spirit world and 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 what it means to us I would recommend my book the spirit realm spiritism has revealed the reality of our existence and I talk about what is the spirit world, what is the physical world, which is a subset of the spirit world. What are you? You are really this encapsulated piece of logic that exists forever. And you keep, you keep growing spiritually and you keep growing as a spirit. It tells you what you are as a spirit, how you learn as a spirit, how you grow as a spirit. It tells you how you can grow and improve yourself here on earth in your temporary physical existence. I also tell you how spirits help guide you and what is the future of the earth. And it's coming at us. You are living, as the Chinese say, in a curse, the type of curse, in interesting times. A lot is happening. And we are at the beginning, at the, at the very commencement of becoming a spirit, uh, sorry, a world of regeneration. From a planet of atonement where we pay for our past wrongs in our life, to a plan of regeneration where your existences are much more smoother and your trials and tribulations are less dramatic. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for being with me tonight and God bless. <laughs>